It is Wednesday night, and you know what that means. It's time for another episode of the Kicking Out Podcast. We are days away from Christmas, and you only get two of us, so Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. <laughs> that, that's next week we say that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Happy Hanukkah. Yes, Happy Hanukkah. They they had the uh, menorah in uh, full lights tonight. MJF's coat was pretty pretty uh hanukkah ish yes very hanukkah ish that's the right term right <laughs> sure festive hey, hey we cannot get fined any more than rick ross could tonight <laughs> <laughs> you i was in my own little party at that point in time in the show so you'll have to fill me in on that um uh, my, my daughter got led lights and she put them up in her room those strip lights and she was showing me all the different features and then we discovered the strobe light i don't know if you've ever seen the spongebob rave episode Uh, it's been a while it was like that in her room for a while and then i walked out and saw swerve jump on to keith lee and i went uh what just happened i mean i know we'll get to it but looking online a lot of hate was on rick ross but i thought he was the funniest part of the spit of the bit the rest sucked but so. He, made me, he made me chuckle. There's two guys tonight that made me chuckle. He was one of them. And the other person I hate with a passion made me chuckle. Can you guess who that is? Yes, yeah, Stokely Hathaway. Stokely, you raggedy bitch. <laughs> and the way he said it, too, was priceless. Yes, it was. Oh, it was man. Hard. Like, he's like, all right, you got me. <laughs> but, oh, man. Like, I, I can't stand the guy, but. He, he had a good one-liner tonight. I'll give him that. That was the only good line he's ever delivered on the microphone. <laughs> and he said it twice to make up for the yeah. lost time. Yeah. He got he got, uh, he got so much reaction the first one. He had to say it again, and it, it, it went over for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's got to be his new catchphrase, right? right. <laughs> you got to sell some merch. Yeah. Just you raggedy bitch right on it. <laughs> Bleep out part of bitch if you want to. I You know, it is what it is. Yeah. Oh. Hey, that was part of the show. What's your rating? <laughs> uh, yes. Okay. Anyways, go go ahead. I'll All right. <laughs> All right. Let Let's dive right into holiday bash, shall we? It uh, kicks off with Ricky Starks, who gets a great ovation. Admits it would be nice to stand be standing there as the new AEW World Champion, but that's not how things turned out. As he lost, he admits he should have known better, but at least he lost like a man, whereas MJF won like a coward. He can stand here with respect, but MJF doesn't have any of that, including a pair of these as he grabs himself. He says there will be a next time and imagine how close he will be then. Stark says this doesn't mean it's the end of the road. This is just start. And if he has to work his way back up, then that's fine. Line them up so he can knock them down. He will be the man around here because he is absolute Ricky Starks. This leads to the JAS. There was another good one liner for the JAS that I got to give Starks for. Um, And that's coming up. (laughs) Jericho says uh, he has been watching Starks for a long time, and he did come close to being champion. He says Starks is a million-dollar talent, 
and he guarantees he will be a world champion someday, but he's not ready yet. He doesn't want him to be a flash in the pan, and after talking it over with the others, they think he has what it takes to be a big star, and all he needs is some influence and advice and a little Chris Jericho. Jericho invites Starks to join the JAS, and Starks says he likes that Jericho knows how to stay relevant and constantly evolve. He was coming out here built like an air fryer, but now he's shredded and is dressed like a single father on his fifth divorce, which he loves. He admits the offer is tempting, but he says, hell no. Starks mentioned Jericho's recent loss and says the J and JAS might as well stand for jobbers. He labels Garcia and Guevara as jazz holes and says that they can have that one. Jazz hole one and jazz hole two. Um, Ricky suggests on January 4th that Jericho faces him one-on-one, -on -one, but Jericho says that was the wrong answer, and that leads to Jake Hager appearing to jump him as the group then begins their attack. Action Andrade returns. I'm kidding. It's Andretti. I'm just going to do it just to mess with you. Action returns, hits the ring, and he ends up cleaning house to help Starks as they send J.S. packing. Pretty uh, pretty solid way to start the show, I thought. Um, Ricky continues to improve on the microphone each and every week. Yeah, he's uh, he's gone leaps and bounds from where he was a year ago. Um, yeah, I thought pretty entertaining opening spot. Um, I could have almost done without Jericho. Um, yeah. But... Ricky had a bunch of good one-liners that that made that uh, worthwhile. Um, so yeah, not not a bad spot. Ricky looks good. Um, Andretti comes down for the save. Kind of enjoyed that. I have a feeling we'll get a Ricky Andretti tag versus um, Garcia and uh, Jr. Jazz hole one next week or something like that, but. The Jazz Holes versus Action Starks. Yeah, so yeah, and I, like you said, it, it did its job. It got Ricky over, or put mm -hmm. Ricky over. Uh, got him a good pop. So Hager got a pop when he appeared in the ring. That was kind of surprising. That hat. I mean, the thing <laughs> has its own Twitter page. I think now. Uh, so what you're saying is Christmas is Sunday. You want one of those? I tell you, what, I I will. I will pay the purple hat salary for a year if Tony Khan gets rid of Hager. We'll put the thing on a stupid mannequin and sit at ringside. <laughs> All right. All right. So, uh, Tanner, when you're watching this episode back, Shep says he wants a purple hat for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would pay to see you wear one of those, at least for the whole day. Just walk around doing your job. Yeah, shoot a video wearing it. No, I don't. Uh, I don't drink early enough in the day to do that. <laughs> uh, up next, uh, well, especially this one. Um, <laughs> Tell me about it. You've got two little ones. You're gonna have a lot of toys to put together. Have fun. I've been doing that for a week. Ooh, already. Yeah. Ooh. All right. I only have one day to do it, so that that's okay. And I don't You're have to really do that now. Dash and let's put that. Ah, all right. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, up next, Death Triangle versus the Elite. Going into this, best of seven at three and one. Interesting match. Um, pretty pretty good stuff. The Elite comes out victorious as we already knew because they even talked about. I didn't catch which team I just heard in the NBA Finals coming back after a three to one deficit. I went well. There, you just told everybody the elite's going to win this thing. Yeah, they're. I mean, with 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 that stupid finals theme song, which I get. I know Tony likes the song, but it should have been played from match one. He just couldn't secure the rights. Um, it beats Cutler doing it on BTE. You know, or whoever's doing it. I've backed off on BT mainly. You're not missing because, much because uh, Cutler runs the 90% of the camera work. Um, so I'm not a big fan of uh, of Brendan, uh, a part of that. But uh, I thought one. So this is our fifth match. I thought one of more entertaining matches. Um, yes, I know when we are in Indy it kind of brought all over the arena and they sit up on the, on the engine tramp away from us. Um, excuse me, but yeah, I thought way better tonight. I thought it was entertaining. I love the uh, selling of the ankle job. Um, yeah. Calluses. Nick has super recovery, super aggressive recovery or so. I forget how he said it, but I'm like, okay. Way to tell us that, uh, you know, that was happening as we uh, wait for Austin to reconnect here. Um, we'll uh, we'll kind of talk a little bit more about this match. Uh, throughout the match, it seemed like it was going to be um, the Death Triangle taking this. Uh, the Elite did take control at one point, and... Um, Oh, you're back. There we go. Little technical difficulties. Don't know what right. happened. Well, you just saved me from having to recap the entire match. So, because <laughs> that's what I was going to do while uh, while you reconnected. So, uh, yeah. Um, probably so far the most entertaining of uh, the, the five matches we've seen. Um, I did like the callback to the pay-per-view uh, with commentary saying, you know, Phoenix hitting Omega with the bell hammer is what started this best of seven series. So, of course, it got used again tonight, and so did trash cans. But um, the, the, I like the, uh, and I'm not a big fan of this, but I like the uh, barbed wire uh, broom spot. Yes. Um, yes. I thought that played really well. The the double chair or the double table spot was okay, and then you had the triple hammer um, um, spot. So yeah, yeah the the, t- the towards the end was you know chaotic. You had six guys flying everywhere, um, but yeah, I, I, it makes me want to watch you know match number six, which is a KB. false count anywhere. False count anywhere match. Okay. Yes, and then, and we then have a ladder, ladder match. match. Ladder match for, uh, if need be. Yeah, yeah. So we'll have a ladder match in in January. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it'll be okay. Which, um, let's see. When is that? 
because I know we'll get into talking about this a little bit later. <laughs> well, so, so game or match seven yeah. could possibly take place on January 4th, correct? Uh, when they're in Cali. When is that? Uh, this would be where it's good to have uh, Tanner because he always seems to know when this is taking place. He's got the schedule. Yeah, he, he probably has it saved somewhere on his computer. Um, because you're going to run into that first week of problems. Uh, the fourth, correct. The fourth. Now, I believe. No. Wait. No. no. It, the 11th. Okay. Because it's in the forum. Is it not? Uh, yeah, it's supposed to be in the forum. I thought it was in the Cow Palace, but I could be wrong. The reason I'm saying this is you're running into Omega over in Wrestle Kingdom in New Japan. Or is it the... It's not the 18th in Fresno, is it? I don't think they'd delay it that long, would they? No. Uh, let me look it up this way. Uh, da, 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 da. There it is. Match 7, January 11th. So it's at the Kia Forum in Los Angeles. Yes. So Omega will be back. So they're they're gonna they're gonna let the grand finale. They're not gonna not gonna risk Omega going into uh, Wrestle Kingdom banged up from a from a match like that. So no uh, match sixth is next week, and then nothing again until the eleventh. Okay, so they'll, they'll give them a little time to go to Japan and, mm -hmm. and do that, then come back and, and rest up and do that. So yeah, yeah. The I got to talk about post-match segment because Penta tried to beat down, I think it was Kenny, with um, the the like pipe cleaner off the tree. Oh, the <laughs> stupid wire tinsel, yeah. you call it? Yeah, they said tinsel, but I'm like, uh, that, that's not tinsel because it's it got just, the, the just, little... It was just bendy wire. Now, you could probably whip somebody with that pretty good. Yeah, um, but I mean, when it, face on him, and, it, and you know that that played, but it, yeah, it looked awful. It looked awful, mm -hmm. as bad as awful as they had all three guys trying to get color with those stupid ring bells, and only one guy got color. Yeah, yeah, they they really tried. They really really tried. Those those, uh, those, those hammers aren't sharp. No, ah, no, yeah. they're getting a little out of their element there. Yes, well the. Be a leader trying to expand more the bucks than Kenny, but because we know what Kenny's capable of. But uh, yeah, and then all, all three of them climbing into the corner or crawling into the same corner kind of didn't do much. Well, for they're me. all they're all trying to protect Nick, I believe, right? They're all trying. Yeah, because he was bleeding. bleeding. Yeah, yeah, and, and and Cutler, the man, no. He needs different outfits. He did not look good as an elf tonight. Not I at thought all. the best part of outside guys was knock us out with the elbow off the side. I thought that was funny. 
Yeah. He's yeah. an idiot. Cutler's even worse of an idiot. And then Michael Jackson, wannabe guy. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's uh, Aberhantis, isn't it? Alex Aberhantis. There we go. Well, I thought you said that. I thought you said something else. Oh, okay. Okay. No, I, I was trying to remember Alex's name. I wanted to say Michael for some reason. I knew that wasn't right. <laughs> yeah. Um, up next, Renee Paquette interviews Brian Danielson. I'm surprised I said her last name anywhere close to accurate because I have butchered it since I found out what it was. We start off with a clip from last week being shown as uh, MJF reacts to Brian Danielson ruining his moment trying to attack him from behind. He calls him a worthless scumbag as everyone in the company wants to ride his wave and eat off his plate. But when it comes to the reign of terror, Danielson will eat less than he desires and more than he deserves. Okay. Wasn't a, wasn't a bad deal. Wasn't no. a bad little after match promo. He still was uh, just had a little uh, energy in him, a little fight. So, yeah, yeah it was a good yeah. one. Um, before we get to Danielson, Action is interviewed. He says he did the impossible, defeated Chris Jericho, and his life hasn't been the same since. He knew that JAS would have built up anger to dish out, but he had Ricky Starks' back. 2.0 then turns up, says he's on a hot streak, and some would say he's on fire. As he turns around, Jericho throws a fireball in his face. The wizard's back. Yeah, I thought we were done with the wizard. Yeah, um, the camera angle was actually pretty good on this, I thought. Oh, yeah, this was the best one yet. Yeah, yeah, so um, no, I kind of like it. I like it as they're they're building in Andretti, so I, you're, you're going to see him in a feud. Uh, he's obviously going to work uh, Garcia. He's going to work Sammy. Um, maybe see some tag matches with, uh, with Ricky. To keep Ricky uh, relevant, so yeah, just some good young talent. Um, hey, he looked good last week. Obviously, he's got the athletic ability. Didn't sound too bad on the mic tonight. No, I was actually impressed. Yeah, yeah it didn't sound too bad at all. Um, so yeah, we'll see where it goes. I'm mean, obviously they're gonna maybe feud here for the next month or so. Um, we know that AEW is not the uh, greatest on storytelling and building, building, building. They like yeah. to build for a week and then crash, build for another week and crash. But um, yeah, they uh, get it right sometimes. They sometimes, um, but yeah, no, it's a, it was a, it was a pretty good segment. So, and I, I can even see you know Ricky and and Andretti versus two point mm-hmm. I think those guys are super entertaining on the mic. We don't see them a lot in the ring, but uh, uh, they're entertaining when they talk. So. Because I think one of them is always injured. That's true. So, yeah, they they serve their role as kind of consultants. (laughs) Um, Renee welcomes Brian Danielson to the ring and asks where William Regal leaves the BCC, and he knows he doesn't expect the group to forgive Regal as he has done some bad things. However, he trained here in San Antonio, Texas, 
And while he was first trained by HBK, the man who turned him into the wrestler he is today is Regal, and he turned him into the person that he is as well. Uh, Danielson knows the rest of the BCC doesn't have the same relationship, but when Regal was in the hospital and he thought he wouldn't see him again, he cried. Regal has made him better and the entire industry. Danielson loved, I love how he put a lot of emphasis on loved, uh, having Regal in AEW. And one thing Regal taught him is there are consequences to your action, and that is one thing that MJF needs to learn. Danielson has been listening to everything MJF says and he tells him to get his ass out here instead he gets ethan page and stokely hathaway which at this point you're like oh great here we go oh, i started <laughs> um page points out he would be the man with the world title if he'd been the one to face mjf he says the vegetable man thinks he gets to jump ahead of him. Hathaway tells him to go and be a family man, but Danielson cuts them off and says he didn't hear them. Paige says he called him a vegetable man because he will turn him into that. Danielson tells him to do it right here, but Paige declines and opts to face him next week. And the one thing the notes didn't have is uh, when Danielson asked Hathaway if he was able to you know, just grow some hair on top of his head because it was shiny and blinding people. Yeah, he he was he couldn't hear because of the crowd's polite shut up chant to Ethan Page, and the glare was too big off of of Hathaway's nugget. Uh, yeah, and it, it it got a great reaction, and and I like how Hathaway kind of acknowledged it, and that's when he said, "You raggedy bitch, raggedy bitch. Like, you yeah. got me," you know. Yep. So I'll give him point four two seven ounces of credit. That's all he's getting out of a thousand uh, 47 million. Um, okay. Now I don't mind. Let me rephrase this. May have some property. I did not mind uh, Ethan page here. Right. I think he's got some great skills on the mic. I think he has the look. He's got the look. Um, I'd like to see a little more entering work from him, but. I, I mean, yeah, and I like his gimmick. I like the all-ego thing. He comes out, he's got the silk shirt half buttoned up. Like I said, he's got the look. So uh, he he can he can go somewhere. Um, so I didn't – I don't mind that. Um, I don't mind him interjecting. It could it could draw out the feud with MJF and, 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 uh, and Brian. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That'll be interesting. Yeah, what wasn't a bad segment. Like, uh, no, I, I know I was a little bit behind on the show, and and you and Tanner were kind of talking like it was halfway disappointing. I'm thinking, man, so far the show's been, you know, above par. That and came then, later on, and then it goes. Yeah, I know. I, 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 <laughs> I agree with you, but anyways, yeah, not a bad segment at all. Yep. Uh, Moxley's then shown backstage. He says he will be at Rampage. He tells Adam Page they can keep fighting, but when will they settle it in the ring? He questions how Page saw things playing out with the accident. If not his problem, or it's not his problem that Page has a glass jaw. He says he will have to teach Darius Martin a harsh lesson tonight. Part of that um, promo from Mox which I always enjoy these. Um, he made a comment. He's like, 
what do you think I tried to do with that clothesline? Yeah. You know, now he's kind of now they're not playing it off as as a uh, as a shoot as an accident. They're 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 playing off of it like I tried to knock your block off. Mm-hmm. Uh, so get over it. Um, I enjoy that part of it. Um, and then the realism from from a page we were getting last week, you know, I couldn't remember this. I couldn't remember that. Um, so that was the, that was a great part of Mox on the show. The match, I could care less about the match tonight. Oh, and, yeah, I, and I'm a Mox fan. Yeah. Um, yeah. We're, we're, we'll, we'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> and I mean, in a minute, because the next two segments are going to take about that long to go through. Samoa Joe is shown in a pre-tape segment as he wishes everyone a happy holiday season, including Wardlow. That's because he won't be having a happy new year as he will take from him after he's finished the holiday cheer ends. Weird little segment. I know what they're doing with this. Um, Joe was good. Don't get me wrong. Um, Is he now the self-proclaimed king of television? Is that what we're going with? Because he referenced the king of television. I haven't heard anybody call him that. I think he's called himself that twice now. Yeah. I don't think commentary has acknowledged it yet. No. So So we're going to go with self-proclaimed. And that's why it was a weird segment to me. I enjoyed everything else Joe did outside of that weird part of it. Uh... Up next, the handsome devil himself takes on um, Exodus Prime. I yeah. you. Oh, you didn't please? <laughs> no, I, I didn't know we had Transformers in AEW, but apparently Optimus's little brother Exodus was here. Uh, <laughs> Hulk immediately. Right on the door. <laughs> uh, he's won a match or something, though, because I saw uh, on the nameplate it had something about winning a match over somebody. So he's won a couple matches before he got on dynamite. Maybe he won a match against uh, Ethan Page's green screen character in TNA. Maybe we know he didn't beat Dan though. No, Dan's a legend. <laughs> oh, that will forever live. He better be there in Indy next year. It's going to be very disappointing. Oh, he'll be back. Can you, I mean, I can you, I know we're jumping down a rabbit hole here real quick, but it's what we do. Can you imagine what's got to be going through Dan's mind right now? You know, I went out there. I never expected to steal the spotlight. I just went out there to be in a match. And he got got the loudest chant of the night almost. Yeah. Yeah. He got over quick. Yeah. Um, Welcome to Indiana. (laughs) Yeah. No, no. He was right up Indiana's uh, style, too. Yes, yes, he was. The, the only thing better is it, the way he was dressed, younger guy. I mean, he could almost be a brat or a Chad. He almost looked like that that frat bro, you know? Yeah. Um, but but Dan was well played. Dan was well played. He's a dad. Dan the dad. Well, there you go. <laughs> um. Yeah, well, of course, obviously, Hook wins his match. Um, yeah, I didn't like that he came out with that FTW title. I thought we were done with that. I, I did, too. I did, too. Whatever. But 
I knew when they announced that he'd be in action tonight and they announced it as FT- FTW champion hook in action. I was like, Oh, great. Yeah. Um, good, quick work from hook. I thought, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, he's got the look, he's got the athleticism. Um, when do you, when do you turn him loose? I, I and I'm sure that's been uh, talked about uh, backstage and I'm guessing his dad Taz has a lot to do with it. Um, on the exposure, but when do you when do you turn him loose to a 10-15 match minute match? Ooh. Well, right now he's had three to four minutes at most. All right, here's the thing: Hook is currently seventeen and zero after tonight. We've seen somebody else who is seventeen and zero and never last longer than five minutes. You talking about Jade Cargill? Yeah. When she started, her matches were quick. Yeah, she's had, you know, her title defenses now are, are 10 or so. Well, yeah, but uh, some of the the FTF, uh, FTW match against uh, Starks was longer than five minutes. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think I'm ready to see him. Ready to see him do a 10, 15 minute match. Um Maybe next pay-per-view. Hopefully they build something for him. Obviously, they got him involved with this Jungle Boy um, feud with uh, the stupid faction called the Stupid Faction, whatever. Um, Stokely Hathaway and the Raggedy Bitches. Yeah, and, you know, uh, with Big Bob and uh, whatever, you know, Green Hair, Moriarty or whatever. Which will... Talk about them here real quick for you, because yeah. uh, after Hook wins his match, Stokely Hathaway is seen backstage with Big Beal. It's Big Beal, Big Beal, and Lee Moriarty attacking Jack Perry, as he was referred to, as he gets choke slammed into a dumpster. The only thing I noticed about this, Big Beal, Big Bob. I wouldn't call him Big John, but that's a disgrace of Big John stud back in the 80s. Yeah. So I won't call him Big John. Um, I might call him Big Nick. I will never call him the same name twice in a row. Uh, until they bring back Enzo with with him. Uh, and Enzo, you can't Enzo teach some, that. Enzo had some pretty uh, strong words this week on Busted Open towards uh, MJF, but That'll be a rabbit hole dive down later. Um, the only thing I noticed about this segment was two things. Yes, they called him Jack Perry. They did not bring up Jungle Boy. And two, Hook was halfway up the stage and Mox's music hit. Yes. We all know, we all know Mox comes in from the stands, uh, from the fans. So we knew it's not like you're going to have a confrontation between Mox and Hook, which might not be bad. Could you imagine the two stare down between them two? Oh yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Again, that's fantasy booking. That's the, how we get to our uh, fifteen minute matches. The the first thing that came to my mind was they're running short on time. They're pushing the segment, or somebody screwed up. Mm-hmm. So, especially because Mox's music hits, we see him, and then we go straight to a commercial break. Yeah. Yeah. The camera was still on Hook when Mox's music hit, which I thought was weird. 
Yeah. And it stayed there for longer than normal. Normally Mox's music hits and you immediately pan the fans to find out where he's at. But we didn't see that tonight. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll have to figure out what happened there. We'll never know. Uh, so it's John Moxley versus Darius Martin. Moxley picks up the victory. I was not overly impressed with this match at all. I wasn't, and um, we'll get into this a little bit with, or I noticed this a little bit with FTR and the Ass Boys. If you notice the spots they did outside the ring um, on the barricade, um, and it's, I'm trying to think, it's camera. Uh, we're, we're looking, it's on our right side, the top ring post, kind of where Mox enters from the stands. Okay. Right around that area. If you notice, they kept hitting that guardrail, and there was a little girl, couldn't have been more than five years old, in a maroon shirt sitting on her dad's lap. And they actually had a picture of her once she had her, her hands in her. I think it was during Judas, actually. She had her ears plugged. It was loud for her. And, I mean, she took three or four spots right in front of that guardrail in that match. And then they freaking did it with FTR and the Ass Boys. I'm like, poor girl. She gets uh, – obviously, she's there with her parents. Her parents got front row seats, and she got dragged along because she's five years old. But I'm thinking they did more spots in front of her, and that guardrail moved towards her more than – anybody in the whole night I just kind of felt bad for that tells you how disengaged I was with this match I was worried about the five-year-old girl in the maroon shirt by the guardrail I was having a conversation so (laughs) I at least watched the match Paul I did my eye was on the tv because I was the way I was sitting the I'm here and the chair is here the other chair so I was kind of sitting like this so I could still see the TV, but I could engage in the conversation. You were trying to appease your wife, weren't you? Yeah, uh, no, it was not my wife. My wife oh. is at work. Oh, okay. <laughs> Anyways, yes. Yeah. 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 It, it, over. Give, yeah. Gives, gives the, uh, I know they like top flight, but gave him way too much offense, gave him way too much. Uh, towards the end with the false finishes and stuff like that. Yeah. Next. And and the last the problem is the last time Darius was in a singles match where he got a bunch of offense in, we find out later on that week that he's back on the shelf with another injury from that match. Yeah. So it, it makes me nervous. He went yeah. out twice to singles action. He's uh he's had some bad luck. I'll give him that. I'm not not saying he's a uh, a bad athlete because the guy is, a, is no. an athlete uh, just like his brother. Uh, yeah. This is not my cup of tea right now. No. No. Um, up next, Gun Club versus FTR. I, I, I mean, and you're going to say, well, you always say this, but I think the two performers of the night were Dax and Cash. Um, they put, they put them two boys over tonight. It may have been dirty, but they still put them over. They put them over. They did it the right way. They sold their injuries. Mm-hmm. But commentary made a comment as as the match was over and the, and the ass boys were going up the ramp that include a final battle. 
FTR as a tag team have lost the last four. They're like 0-4 the last four, I think. Yeah. Okay. Next week, uh, the 28th, they have a AAA defense. I see them dropping those AAA titles. Mm-hmm. Then the following week, they're in Japan. Drop the new Japan. Yep. They're uh, – I have a feeling they are getting – uh, ready to take a break from mainstream television. They're putting everybody over as they ride out of the territory and they're doing yep. it the right way. Cause that's how, Absolutely. cause that's how the pros they are. Um, and then boys are going to take a break. I just, I just, that's, that's my gut feeling. I could be completely wrong. I kind of hope I'm completely wrong. Uh, cause obviously that's, that's been my favorite performers to watch here the last six months really have. Maybe Even though they've year. only wrestled for like you know three out of those six months, yeah. So um, that's just my prediction. I don't know who they're facing in AAA. I tried to look it up, but the thing was in Spanish, and I only know how to say cerveza in Spanish. So <laughs> uh, I can say me llamo es Pablo, and I'm told I'm still saying that wrong. That wrong, and that's just saying my name is Paul. Yeah. So uh, they have that next week. Then then they obviously go to Japan. So I could see them – I wouldn't see them getting rid off, rid off TV when they get back from Japan, but contracts done April 1st. Is that it? First April or end of April? Uh, in April. That's all I know. Okay. They so, will take on Dragon Lee and Drillistico. Now, if I remember – Or did they already do that one? Uh, if I remember, in Dragon Lee – Oh. Part of the oh, hold on. Stable over New Japan. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I'm trying to look, and it it confuses me. It's a rematch from March, where they were originally scheduled to face the Lucha Bros. They instead fought Lee and Drillistico. In Lee and Jerlistico, aren't they? I'm gonna say I, I, I for some reason, for some reason, I think they're brothers. Um, they might be. Uh, yeah, it looks no. like they are. Are they? Or is, it, or is he brothers with Roosh? Uh, might be brothers with Roosh. Uh, looks like yeah, they are scheduled as of uh, the writing of this. They are scheduled to take on Lee and Jerlistico again. Okay. So there you go. Uh, yeah, I had to do way too much searching for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because there were like 12 articles that popped up, and I could only read half of them. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, after the FTR Gun Club segment, we get by far the worst segment in AEW history. I don't know if you watched this rap or not, but you did not miss anything if you did not. I fast forwarded it when I heard, when I saw Sunjay with a slap nut shirt or something like that. I, yeah. Yeah. I was over it. Yeah. I didn't I pay too much attention to it. Um, something about 
granddaddy my ass or something. I don't know. I think it was supposed to be granddaddy ass, but he said my instead. But, you know. <laughs> yeah. So we get uh, the the most inter- one of the most interesting segments of the night now. Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland mediated by Rick Ross. <laughs> Rick Ross. And, and, and I mean... Rick Ross, I don't know, has ever been on any type of uh, live television. He's probably done like the MTV Awards or the or the BET Music Awards, and, and I I think those are live, but with a sh- huge delay, probably like a minute delay for people to hit that sensor button. So Rick yeah. Ross can say things like he's a big mother effer. Oh my gosh! So this comes out, and I'm thinking, man, Rick Ross. He's got the sunglasses on. He's got more. He's got more ice than a freaking polar ice truck going down the road. And I'm guessing if he took them shades off, yeah, <laughs> he, uh, he probably uh, needed a little visine. Let's put it that way, knowing that. And so they here comes Keith Lee. And of course, you know he kind of has that look on his face and he waddling on down and gets in that ring and Rick Ross has got that live mic and he just looks at him and Rick Ross stands up to about his, I bet his head comes about Keith Lee's shoulders. He looks at him. He says, you are one big mother trucker. And I mean, I never laughed so hard. And if you look, the camera went in on Keith Lee and he broke character and he started laughing, and he kind of went, whoa, like that's that's mm-hmm. you know, get your checkbook out, bro, because you're gonna write a you're gonna write a check for that one. Um, that was entertaining to me. Um, it was real. That's why I think Rick Ross doesn't know any different. Okay, um, yeah, he couldn't have done anything yeah. like this in WWE. One, he couldn't have gotten away with saying that. Two, no. it would have been too scripted, and he would have gone. Huh? You want me to say what? Yeah, he would have been lost. Um, and, and you could tell he wasn't really scripted just by he cut off. Finally, when Swerve made his appearance, I think he cut Swerve off once or twice. Or let me rephrase, didn't cut him off, talked over him. Or talked while he was talking. Yeah. Um, and I kind of like where they were going with this. And then Brock Jr. showed up. Or the wannabe Brock Jr. Um, he was awful. Sorry, he's awful. Um, was that uh, what did they put on top of Keith Lee when uh, Swerve jumped on him? Was it a cinder block? It was a cinder block. Thing. So Keith Lee, or I'm sorry, Swerve, come out of the the tunnel. And he mm-hmm. had a duffel bag, and he kept carrying that duffel bag, which. They never acknowledge what, like, usually acknowledge it. Like, why are you carrying a bag? Right. They never acknowledged it. And then all of a sudden, you don't even see him take the said cinder block out of said bag. You see the bag empty all of a sudden, and there's a cinder block sitting on, on Keith Lee's chest, and he stomps it, and it crumbles like uh, Play-Doh, uh, dried Play-Doh you made in eighth grade art class. Um but uh, I, I get I get the effect. Uh, the Parker Budo guy, I I mean, every time he threw a strike, he screamed like he was 
Braveheart. Um, Keith Lee fought him off, whatever. And then I looked it up. This next guy that comes in, tatted up head to toe. When I say head to toe, they start on his forehead. They're on his face, and they go down to his toes. Um, I saw that. The, the dirt sheets didn't even know who he was. He's not in the notes. The dirt, the dirt sheets don't even know who this guy is. Uh, Sean Ross Sapp, Tanner's buddy. <laughs> Did you see what he said? He no. said, oh, it's Vic Grimes, <laughs> which I think is hilarious. I mean, Vic Grimes is, what, 60 years old probably now? Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, that's who he said. So, I don't know who this guy was. I don't know where they got him from. I, I don't know if he was a local enhancement talent. And he, had, he had the look. So they used him for a little segment uh, here. <laughs> here, I the notes I use for the show come from Wrestling Inc. I'll give them props. Here's what the notes say: Ross says that Swerve is an Swerve is an icon and a legend as he watches on, and Lee then heads to confront him as another wrestler appeal appears and jumps Lee, sending him into the guardrail while Ross comments on everything. So nobody knows who this guy is. Yeah. I I, I read a lot of uh, cage side seats and the guy that was blogging tonight about it was like the guy. Like I don't I don't know who this guy is. I'm I next. <laughs> I just kind of chuckled. Cause immediately when he came on screen, that's that's where I went to look. Like, who is this guy? And nobody had any idea. So no. no. All right. Um, now it is time for the main event. Um, a heck of a main event. Yeah. Jamie Hayter versus Hakira Shida for the AEW Women's World Championship match. I love commentary at the beginning of this. Um, Paul Turner was the ref. And uh, I like how they said... Uh, Paul Turner got the unfortunate draw to have this match. Uh, yeah, which I think they I, they had to be talking about because he had to deal with the two outside, right? Right. Interference. Um, yeah. I I was uh, pleasantly surprised. As was I. I've I was seen- not a. Hold on. Let me rephrase this because I don't want to be rude. This she did is not a person that I look forward to if she's booked. Sometimes she's had some decent matches in the past, but just kind of like I can't get behind her sometimes. But now I have been very, uh, uh, very happy with with Hater, and so. Um, yeah, I thought this one at first I'm thinking, man, this is the main event, but them two ladies went out and pr- probably stole the show. Yeah. Yeah. Uh yes, when uh Tanner and I were agreeing that uh, it was a weak show, the main event hadn't happened yet, clearly. Um but yeah, this definitely stole the show. Um which is good. Because the women's division needed this, uh, they always get that nine to nine fifteen time slot 
occasionally 9.30. If they get 9.30, it's a five-minute match and it's over. So to get almost 20 minutes was fantastic for them. Yeah, and the false finishes at the end, like normally I'm like, okay, one or two I'm okay with. I think we had four or five. Yeah. But it it went really well because of what had happened previously in the match. So, yeah. Yeah, with uh, yeah. Britt getting involved and yeah, Rebel he had Britt involved. getting involved. He had uh, Rebel, 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 Bob. Rebel, Rebel, not Reba, Regal, Rebel, whatever. Um, she took a hell of a clothesline from Soraya. Yeah, I mean, she she earned her paycheck tonight. Mm-hmm. She sure did. Uh, of course, uh, Jamie Hader retains, and uh, what Shep's referencing is the um, post-match beatdown where uh, Hader, Britt, and Rebel beat down Sheeta. Tony Storm hits the ring to make the save, but Hader nails her in the back with the title belt. Uh, the women attack Storm, and then Soraya hits the ring, dropping Baker with a thrust kick and a clothesline to Rebel. Yeah, so I, I didn't... Uh... I don't mind the uh, or the aftermatch uh, antics here. Um, yeah. I thought it was well played. I like seeing Tony Storm back. I think Tony Storm is one of the top girls in that division. Um, and then you know seeing Soraya come back, like I said, she gave a hell of a clothesline uh, to Rebel. So. Um, I'm yeah. not taking a clothesline from her. No, no, especially on the uh, aluminum ramp or steel ramp, I mean, whatever they call it nowadays. There better be a lot of money involved if I've got to take a clothesline from her at all. From Soraya? Yeah. She, she's cute enough. You'd let her do it for a dollar. No. Well, come on now, Paul. Think about it. I've been clotheslined. I've been hitting the nuts i've been six one nine i've been punched i've been hit with a steel chair i i've been hit with enough stuff in the ring that let's just say i ain't taking a clothesline from her were you when you got your chair hit was it kind of like the hogan versus giant chair shots <laughs> no from nitro no no the the gentleman um the, the monster who had the chair definitely didn't hit like that. Okay. Well, he had some stone filled chairs or something like that. <laughs> yeah. He knew how to handle a chair. So did Hogan. I mean, he didn't want to give the giant a concussion. Sure. <laughs> First time I've ever taken a chair shot, and uh, it, there was no holding back. Oh, yeah. Well, hey, the giant took it to the head. I'm sure you took it across the back. I did take it across the back. Yeah, see, the giant took it right to the head, unprotected. Maybe in a few weeks, I'll take it to the head. We'll have to see. Yeah. Cody did. <laughs> he took it to the back of the head. Uh, and then hey, what on on TV. Uh, Soraya's clothesline. Yeah, yeah. 
I kind of want to see – I kind of think it's time to put her back on Dynamite for a match um, just because ring rust is a real thing, and we kind of yep. saw that. Um, yeah, I definitely want to – I think it's time to put her in a tag match. Maybe if I'm guessing a trios match now. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Let's let's get her back performing on a, on a regular basis. I think. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. So I was just scrolling a little further down. Oh, never mind. Ignore what I was going to say. <laughs> I, I was scrolling down further in my notes and it came across with uh, 12 unforgettable matches and I thought we were looking at last year's holiday bash and I was going to talk about it, but never mind. <laughs> it's been a year ago. I probably don't remember that one. Um, I don't remember it either. So there you go. <laughs> so Shep thoughts um, for tonight's episode. Ups and downs. Okay. Um, a couple spots I really enjoyed. Uh, a couple matches I kind of liked. And then there were some spots I disliked and some matches I like. I fast-forwarded through. Um, I was a little behind tonight. And it was just kind of like... What else yeah, is you're always behind? I, I went on commercial and it came back from commercial and I'm like, yeah, I'll just keep it going. You know, just keep the old the old fast forward button down. Um, so, just it was it was mediocre at best. Um, a couple individuals shined, and the rest just kind of kind of swept under the rug. Like, uh, if if we if this was the dynamite we would have gotten in Indianapolis, I would have been disappointed and vocal about it just because like hey this is what indianapolis got treated to was this type of dynamite but hey we got dan though we got we got dan we got dan and we got dan housing yes so we as a lumberjack that's a lumberjack yeah in a a flannel nightgown um but yeah just yeah all right, so I went and looked it up. Uh, this is what we have announced for next week so far. Samoa Joe versus Wardlow for the TNT title. We'll see Brian Danielson take on all ego Ethan Page. And we'll see match number six, the Falls Count Anywhere match in the best of seven series between the Elite and Death Triangle. Okay, I don't mind the the ego and 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 Brian. Okay, I think that could that could play. I don't know what they're doing with Warlord and Joe. I feel like they put Warlord in a back seat, and mm-hmm. you got Joe now trying to be Joe. And ah. now, look, if they're gonna make this feud go to the next ROH pay per view or the next. AEW pay-per-view? Okay. You know, we got a couple months. Let's build some stories. Um, but we we heard no hide or hair of Warlow tonight. So no. That he'll he'll well, I would say he'll respond next week, but obviously he'll respond next week. Yeah, um, we'll see him on 
on Rampage. I noticed that they're trying to put some bigger stars on Rampage. They came out and said that. Um, they, they, I saw they put some names on Dark this week. Omega had a match on Dark. Yeah. Yeah, that was uh, interesting. Uh, Dr. Britt Baker had a match on Dark, which uh, that's only on YouTube. So I, had, I, I don't understand the thought process on that, but I, I don't know. I yeah. don't know. Anyways, um, uh, I want to get your thoughts on the name of this for Rampage. The three hundred thousand dollar three. King's Christmas Casino Trios Royal. Royal. <laughs> who, who was it that said, hey, they're fighting for $3,000? Was it Shivani? It was Shivani. <laughs> fighting for $3,000. Close. <laughs> Close. It's for $300,000. Uh, we'll also see Billy Gunn and Anthony Bowens take on Jeff Jarrett, Jay Lethal. Uh, the TBS championship will be defended as Jade Cargill takes on Vert Vixen. Eddie Kingston and Ortiz will speak, and Wardlow will speak. So, yeah, we'll hear from Wardlow Friday. Okay, we'll hear from Wardlow Friday. Um, speaking of Kingston and Ortiz, I'm really excited to hear about that. I hope they address the Santana part. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what happened in, in KFA, but. Uh, those guys usually don't hold back. They're real. Yeah. And there was a falling out, a big falling out. Uh, shortly after the injury. Yeah. Um, Santana went on the shelf. So mm-hmm. uh, that was the, was that the blood and guts match? He got yes. right at the start. Yeah. He gets into the match and doesn't even make it across the ring before he was injured. Yeah. Blew his knee out or had any injury. Yeah. So uh, I hope they address that. Um, so I'm always excited to see those two uh, guys. Um, so, and then this this gimmicky three hundred thousand dollar match is going to be full of gimmicks, full of spots. And, and the only thing I can think of when they said the three hundred thousand is I watched fourteen minutes of Raw this week, and it was the ladder match. I'm sorry. Yeah, I know. I was bored. It was Monday night. What else is on TV? I, Monday night football sucked, in my opinion. But I watched the ladder match um, with Dexter and Miz, and it was for a bag of money. And I looked up, and it was a bunch of hundred. Like it could have been a hundred thousand dollars, if not more. So, yeah, I hope that Tony didn't didn't see that and decide to make this match. Um, there was a there is a storyline going on between Miz and Dexter. Um, yeah, the first bag of money was Miz's. Dexter won it, and so it was double or nothing. So Miz had to get an allowance from Maurice to be able to put up the money, and in hopes he could win. Okay, you know way more than me. Uh, <laughs> only because I watched Raw last week. Yes, all of it. Um, you were bored. Uh, yes, but I was yeah. hoping to fall asleep by eight thirty. So yeah, I don't know where the yeah, whatever. Again, it'll probably have a bunch of spots and it'll be semi comical. Obviously, the winning 
the winning trios out of this deal is going to get a shot at them after the best of seven. BCC. As long as it's not the best friends in Orange Cassidy, I'm okay. We've seen him. <laughs> what? We've what if it was the best friends in Danhausen? God. As long as we don't have the Kentucky gentleman. Or Rocky. There we go. We'll, yeah. we'll get Rocky's already in Trent, Rocky, yeah. and Danhausen. Yeah. <laughs> Next. Um, so it could be Dark Order. Only if Hangman's involved. Ah, uh, it, it'll be Uno, Silver, and yeah. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Reynolds. Reynolds. There we go. Wow. <laughs> it's late. <laughs> um, all right. So, Shep, rating for tonight's episode? Uh, five, eight. Ooh, all right. You went you went a little higher than I did. I went five six. Now that that's and that's rare that I'm higher than you. Yeah. Normally I'm I'm the one who's the higher of the two of us. Yeah. And then Tanner's like, I'll just go in between you guys. <laughs> uh yeah, I, a lot of a lot of I don't know, I felt like this they showed up and they threw this show on a whiteboard and Whatever slid to the bottom and stuck is what they did. Um, I would, and, and this is weird. I almost like next week what WWE is doing. They pre-taped a bunch of stuff and they're going to do a best of. Yeah, they're going to take a back seat, let these people rest. You know, obviously, time with the holidays, time with the families. Um, As they gear up for um, tribute to the troops, tribute to the troops, and then rumbles into January, right? Yeah. So you know, I I almost kind of like that here. I know they don't have the same schedule in AEW, right? But I almost feel like we shouldn't have a live show next week. I don't know, and I don't want to do a year in review or whatever, but. Hey, KOP is one of those. It's been a long year. <laughs> uh, superstar of the year, Dan. Oh, <laughs> superstar of the year. We're gonna talk I, about that next week, right? Yeah, we'll talk about that next week. That type of stuff. Match of the year, um, wrestler of the year, tag of the year, um, things like that. Okay. Predictions: Who you'll think be champ at the end of twenty twenty three? Ooh. Mm-hmm. CM All Punk. of them. CM Punk. <laughs> Anybody see the cryptic messages that Dax was sending out on Instagram? It had pictures of him and Punk backstage, and then. Punk Instagrammed uh, a story that he was backstage with FDR. Now, this was a while back, obviously. It wasn't right. last week. I thought that was weird this week. Yeah. That both of them yeah. did. Not only I, – I, I get Punk doing it. He's trolling. But to have to have FTR still acknowledge, I guess, Punk would be the word. 
Um, thought that was different. Maybe maybe FTR don't care because they know they're on the way out. Uh, that that's kind of where I'm at with that. Is they know they weren't involved. They did nothing wrong. They're still friends. They're still going to celebrate their time with their friend. Yeah, and they talked about how big of an influence Punk was and of a mentor type deal. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, because they were coming into uh, WWE as Punk was on his way out. Yeah. So, crazy long time ago. <laughs> Anyway, all right. The the stupid question, superstar of the night. Superstar? Are you working for the different company all of a sudden? <laughs> Your wrestler of the night. Oh, okay, man. okay. Uh, I, I did it because there were so many talk segments. Maybe a, a a segment struck you so well that they just the superstar. Uh. Normally, if this gentleman is on the show, he's my shoo-in. Yeah. Uh, he's a little banged up tonight, so I'm going with Cash Wheeler. All right. All right. Staying with FTR, but switching up. Oh, yeah. Man. I mean, I've only had to had a chance to pick the three of them like four times in the last 67,000 days So because they haven't been on television. I think their contracts have been less than that. Probably. 60 some odd thousand days. Well, I tend to stretch the truth a little bit, Paul. No, <laughs> not you. You would never do that. Never, never. Is that so what you can tell everybody that our 25% discounts like 75%? Oh, it's 75% plus 50. <laughs> All right, all right. Um, man, I got to pick a superstar or a wrestler. Yeah, see, now you got me doing it again. I oh. watched Raw. That's my problem. Yeah. <laughs> um, man, I really don't know. Nobody stuck out to me tonight but FTR, and I can't agree with you. That's not allowed. It's not allowed. <sighs> I Fine, you chose cash. I'll have to go with Dax. I mean, I, I could go hook. It's always nice to see Hook on TV, but it's such a one and done. Yeah, Hook. Um, yeah. I also like Jamie Hader. Hader and Sheeta, they stole the show, so it would be wrong to pick one without the other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Phoenix for finally hitting somebody with a hammer. Uh, Phoenix for taking the the barbed wire and getting caught up in his. I can't call him tights. His his uh, MC Hammer pants. Um, I thought was was hilarious. Uh, Kenny Omega for getting barbed wire up the backside. Yeah, you know he did that, and then it, he had to have uh, he had to have Skeletor rip the uh, barbed wire out of the back of his shirt. Yeah, yeah. I didn't notice. Of course, we're not there in person, I didn't, and TV's a little different. I didn't know if uh, old Skeletor got some new pants this week or not. That fit. <laughs> You remember in uh, those were seventeen sizes too big. Because it's his gimmick. Oh come on! His gimmick is he's pale and he's bald. Not that his pants are forty-seven sizes too big. 
Would you expect Skeletor to wear skin tight pants? There we go. We'll we will get a hold of Rick Knox. We will take him shopping and we will buy him the goth emo punk pants that are, you know, nut no. huggers. Here's here's what we'll do. And this is you you uh you reach out to old Skeletor and you get his pants size, we'll get him some uh nice uh tanner and I are are really big into these uh uh really nice I like Adidas. I think Tanner likes Puma because of his favorite golfer. We like these really nice golf pants. We'll 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 get him a pair, we'll get his size, we'll get him the right pair and we'll ship them to him and he can wear them on on national television. Maybe we'll put a little KOP uh insignia on the back pocket just so we can get him a a, a pair of pants. That only shows up when the camera hits it just right. Yeah, that's so he doesn't fine. even know they're there. Care. I don't care. Just you know. But here's the thing: you reach out, you ask the man, "What size pants do you wear?" He's going to tell you the same size he's wearing on TV. Yeah, well, if he's whatever size he says, I'm getting a size smaller. <laughs> yeah. I'm guessing he's probably like a thirty. <laughs> I'm guessing he's the size of my left thigh. Hey, Tanner, what size pants do you wear? You and Knox look to be about the same build. <laughs> That's getting cut from the episode. <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> All right. Uh, Shep, any final thoughts for tonight? Uh, yeah, I wanted to go down a rabbit hole. In the All right. All right. The rabbit hole was we had a lot of talk, and this has nothing to do with AEW, okay? So, which makes it even better, right? Yeah. A lot of talk last week of McMahon all of a sudden saying, I'm coming back. I'm coming back. I'll be back. What? What is – and, again, I'm not shocked because I can imagine what's going through McMahon's mind. But how can he, out of – I mean, how could he even imagine that this is going to go over with the TV contracts he has with Fox, USA, and all the other millions and millions and millions of dollars of endorsement and advertising? All of a sudden, the man says, I'm back. And knowing him, his egotistical ass would put himself on television. Yeah. If he wants to come back, I can see him coming back as a silent voice when I say silent voice, basically meeting with trips and going over the shows. Vince has never been silent a day in his life. Yeah. That's not, that's not his, that's not his, that's not his gimmick. That's not his MO. That's not his character. No. If he's going to come back and work, that dude's going to be on television. Mm -hmm. Don't mind me as I shake this at you. I, I have thoughts. Well, the other thought I have, the number 30 entry to the Rumble. Cody Rose. Vince McMahon. Oh, God. He'd do it, too. That's the thing. He would do it, and he'd put himself over. I don't know about that, but he he would. Could you imagine? Could you imagine what kind of reaction would that crowd? I don't even know where the Rumble's at. I'm sure it's at a big stadium. They tend to be doing baseball stadiums of late. I'm sure it's at a big stadium. Let's go find out. Okay. You can probably do it quicker than me. Yeah. yeah. 
I mean, I would love it to be Cody Rhodes. Um, I think it will be Cody. Mm, I think I think it'll be number thirty. Or I think I I would love to see Cody come in at number one. The Alamo Dome. Ooh, that's kind of smaller than what they've been running. I mean, it's a football. It's a football stadium that the the Spurs used to play, and they would cut half the dome off for the Spurs. But yeah, it'll still probably hold forty, fifty thousand people. I'm guessing minimum, maybe sixty. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, you're gonna have Cody Rhodes uh, night two of WrestleMania versus Reigns. Night one is obviously. Sounds like it's going to be the Rock, but all right. So here, here's we'll we'll talk Rumble and then we'll get into the the interesting thing I article I saw today. Uh, talk of forty man this year, not talk thirty. Of, oh, the forty. Well, they did the forty man over in Saudi Arabia that one time, right? Yeah, and they did in uh, I just saw a year like uh, twenty eleven. I think they did a forty man too. Uh, yeah. If they did a forty man, then they expect to bring it back a bunch of legends. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, the roster's deep, but you're stretching at 40, 40 superstars. Because we're talking about WWE right now. Um, you only you're only gonna you're only, <laughs> you're only gonna bring. Five to six guys from NXT, you know. So, uh, yeah. You used to see Rumble's continue storylines other than the main reach for WrestleMania. Oh, dude, Rumble, Rumble's used to be back in the day. Rumble's were were just to me just as important and just as exciting as WrestleMania. Absolutely. I mean, absolutely. Now you yeah, tune in to see who's making a surprise. Yeah, now you get rumbles and you're going to kick off the pay per view with a rumble match, whether it's the men or the women, and you're going to end it. So, yep. I don't know. I remember last year we had, uh, wasn't it Mickey James TNA Championship showed up at the Rumble, which um, I thought was interesting. And that mm-hmm. was back Vince McMahon days. And I noticed Trips has been very open to let his talent work with other promotions overseas. Nothing here in the states, right? But overseas, so I don't know, man. I don't know. So, so this article for business. (laughs) Yes, this article um, had somebody who has a lot more knowledge than me involved. where they feel ultimately NBCU is going to end up attempting to buy WWE. Contracts are up at the end of 2024, which means 2023 we start negotiating. They push to bring SmackDown over. So, okay, let's 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 get wild here. Your Triple H, you throw the gloves off. Mm-hmm. You know McMahon. McMahon's out. You're the you're the boss. Your wife's the boss. <laughs> There's one guy 
that you make a phone call to TK about to make an appearance at the Rumble. He's not going to win the Rumble. Maybe gets a 15-minute run. There's only one guy in the whole company. Joe? No. No. MJF. No. Jericho. All right. All right. I'll give you, you that. You imagine being number 17, 18, round 20. Maybe 20 is a little high. In the mid-teens, and all of a sudden Judas hits. No, I don't even – if we're going to do it, you've got to do the full JAS intro with Daddy Magic's little <laughs> leading the way in sports entertainers. Okay, yeah, I get it. But, I mean, come on. I mean, look, I know he's been very vocal in the past, but in the long run, Jericho wants to be in the Hall of Fame. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. And he deserves to be. It's an ego thing. Not necessarily an ego thing, but it, it's deserved. He got screwed out of it in WCW. He didn't really do anything in WCW. Yeah. They don't have a Hall of Fame, so yeah. this could be the chance because we don't even know what AEW is going to do Hall of Fame-wise. Yeah, again, he deserves it, so... He's 50-some years old, man. The gloves are off. We we got – I mean, they have one of their performers that holding the title over in Japan right now in Carl – or, uh, yeah, Carl Anderson. Mm-hmm. So I almost said Luke Gallows. But anyways, Carl Anderson. Um, uh, oh, wrong Luke Gallows gimmick. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, if, if, if there's going to be any chance it ever happens – I don't know. Again, fantasy booking, throwing out just absolute All right. nine ideas. But so you, get on the, you get on the phone with TK. You say, this is my plan. I want to induct Jericho into the Hall of Fame. I need your permission to do that. But to do it, I want Jericho at the Rumble. I Have think him. TK plays ball 100%. Oh, yeah. TK is going to go, all right, I'll send him. He'll be, uh, he'll be there. What what about I have Jericho show up and I have Cody eliminating too? Mm. Yeah, because that brings in the AEW feud that Jericho cost Cody the chance to ever uh, challenge for the title. Yes. So Cody gets a little bit of revenge. Cody gets a little bit of revenge. In another month and a half, Jericho gets announced for the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Yeah, because you wouldn't want to do it the night after. No, no, no. You you wait and make it one of your last inductees to the Hall of Fame. One of the one of the ones you've been building up for. Yep, yep. And you can't even do it like a countdown because the moment the countdown fires, people are going to know it's Jericho. Yeah. yeah. No. So. So, boy, you know what? I just I just booked a million dollar idea. Yeah. Yeah. I would. You, you I mean, can. again, never going to happen. No. But they can make a lot of money that way. They can. It's best for business. So it's best for business. Hey. Make a lot of money. Trips yeah. Has a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, talking about money. 
um, as, as we approach Christmas and the end of the year, you should treat yourself to some KOP merchandise. And you can do that by visiting the KOP merchandise store and um, buying stuff and get a 25% discount. It's that simple. So head on over to the KOP get shop. Get over there and get that 47 plus 62% discount. Minus 49,000. Are, are, are are, what math are we doing here? Do I have like a 33 and a third percent chance of winning? Yep. <laughs> Is that the type of math we're doing tonight? Yes. <laughs> you get... What was it? What was it back in the day with the Bucks before AEW? It was BT, and they they sold all their merch at at uh, Pro Wrestling Tees. Yeah, wasn't it, wasn't it? Wasn't it buy one, buy one get to pay for the second one? Yeah, Something like that. Yeah, they had a great little 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 rhyme there. It was great, and then it became Merch Freak. Which they need to bring back because that was a very entertaining segment. It was. It was. All yeah. right. Anyways, go buy the KOP merch, 25% off, Pro Wrestling Tees. Paul personally pays Tanner the 25% every time you uh, buy a shirt. Uh, it's not a Pro Wrestling Tees. What are you doing to us here? Oh, what? Did I, did I miss that one? Yeah, we're not at Pro Wrestling Tees. I swear you're no. at Ro- uh, That was my bad. No, we are at... Well, there is a Pro Wrestling Tees store, but you don't get the 25%. Oh. We're at kickingoutshop.com. There you go. That 25%. That was new to me. You can still buy KOP merch at Pro Wrestling Tees. Pro Wrestling Tees. Yes, you can, but you do not have the uh, 25% off your order using promo code HOLIDAYS. If you go to Pro Wrestling Tees, it's MSRP 25%. <laughs> <laughs> to offset the kopshop.com 25% off. Yes. Yes. So kickingoutshop.com promo code HOLIDAYS 25% off. You can tell um, your significant other. Here's your gift. It's on its way. Oh, you Tanner will get those shipped tomorrow. Uh, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. See? Like you can buy here. I'll blow it up so you can see it better because my camera sucks. You can buy a, a hoodie. This is kicking out podcast established 2021. There you go. For 25% off. That's in my shopping cart. I'm taking advantage of the code. I need some new hoodies. I need a new coffee mug too. And we got some KOP coffee mugs. So I might just buy some coffee mugs. There you go. You can have too much coffee. <sighs> I had a whole pot today. That was not a good thing. Anyway, next year, there's going to be ugly sweaters. We're already working on that. I'm not wearing one. <laughs> I don't do, I, I don't do, I don't do sweaters and I don't do denim. So unless it's really cold. Yeah. I just don't go outside. I hate jeans. Jeans are the devil. I have seen you wear jeans once since I've known you. Yeah. So that was amazing. It pissed me off. And you sped walked the entire way. <laughs> I, had to get, I had to go get a vodka. I was thirsty. Uh, I meant on the way out. <laughs> oh, I was cold. <laughs> vodka waiting in the truck. <laughs> yeah. I'm out of shape. So, like, I was trying to keep up, and I'm like, <gasps> no, it wasn't I'm, that bad. I'm not the closest thing to being somebody in shape, but. 
Yeah, well, you know, I've remember, done. I've done other things that you haven't done. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, go follow the Kicking Out Podcast on all social media at Kicking Out Pod. Be sure to um, like and subscribe to the uh, Kicking Out Podcast YouTube channel and give uh, us a like wherever it is you listen to your um, podcast. And if that happens to be Apple Podcast, you got to give that five-star rating. We can't be seven-star, so we can't get to seven-star. We'll leave that to FTR. We need to get Melter to get after Apple. Yes. So we can get a seven star and be seven star KOP, but we'll settle for five star for now. So give us that five star rating. Be sure to follow Austin on social media at the Shep twenty seven, and uh, be sure to follow myself at Paul Zartman nine two one. I suppose you can go follow that guy who calls himself a champion who isn't here. As a champion, I never missed a show. Neither did Shep. Hey, Tanner's got a lot to learn. Yeah. Yeah. But uh yeah, next week we will be talking strictly um year in review and predictions for twenty twenty three. It'll be so, strictly year in review if we get the same type of dynamite we got tonight. Well, yeah, we're already kind of leaning. Unless something big happens, probably not gonna be reviewing dynamite next week. But we'll see what happens. So uh Be sure to join us next week as we kick out yet another podcast. Merry Christmas, everybody.